2: The Minnesota Vikings are pretty much the best team in North American team sports to never win a championship. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North.
0: This is Purple Daily's Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce heading out to cover the Minnesota Wild against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I don't care. You want to know why, guys? Because I am all in on the Vikings train, as I said Monday, Tuesday two let's go the only team in the state that matters right now he's Thor Nystrom oh yeah he's Thor Nystrom who knew all along that this was the only team to care about constantly placing bets winning bets except when he's going against me he never seems to win I am on the leaderboard for all of Thor's hammers which we will get to later on and he's Ross Brendel our fine producer Uh, Ross you love the Minnesota Vikings why
2: uh, because the pain lets me know that I'm still alive. However, the pain this year has been borderline nothing but jubilation, which is also great, and I would much prefer that. So let's let's avoid the pain and keep the happiness rolling.
0: I don't know if it's because, you know, for so long we're used to the pain that... I don't know how to harness my excitement sometimes. Like even today, I was talking to some Pittsburgh media members at the morning skate at the rink. And they were like, oh, yeah, the Vikings, you know, they were talking about just how great that game was in Buffalo. And they're like, aren't you excited? I'm like, I'm so scared to be as excited as I am on the inside sometimes. Right.
2: Years ago, I learned uh, this phrase from a family member of mine and I've stolen it. And I now operate my life by it. It's called hail. High aspirations, low expectations. <laughs> then you're never disappointed. That's it's a great yeah. way to live life.
0: It's a great way to. By life. the way,
2: great great hoodie, Thor. Thank you, appreciate that. We're, we're brothers today. That's right. Yeah. So is that go. fun for
0: you guys? Is that it fun? Is. is it because I'm a woman?
2: That's rude. <laughs> Jesse, yours is yours will be in the mail sometime after the holiday.
0: Mhm. Merry Christmas to me. Uh. Anyway, you guys, we got some Vikings football to talk about as usual. With the Dallas Cowboys coming into town on Sunday, Dallas is actually still favored. Still no respect. Pull a Rodney Dangerfield on these guys. No respect. They get no. Re- that was a terrible impersonation. I apologize to everybody. Good effort ever listened though. To that. Thank you. Was it though? Was it? Uh. You know, Thor. We know that uh, again. You'll have some Thor's hammers numbers to throw at us later on, but. What do you think about Minnesota still being the underdogs at home after being uh, now 8 and 1?
1: You know, it's funny. We got two football games in the Twin Cities this weekend and we might get history on the lines of both of them. In the Vikings game, the Vikings could become the first 8 and 1 team or better since 1976 to be a home underdog with their healthy with a healthy starting quarterback. And in the Minnesota Iowa game, it is trending towards having the lowest point total in a college football game ever. So in two consecutive games, we might see history twice.
0: I have been eating so much bacon every single day this you week, know, <laughs> just in honor of Floyd. I hate Iowa so much. I'm gonna be uh- <laughs> in the
1: building for that one. We can talk about that later, but I'm I'm heading to that one. I gotta see history.
0: You know, we could talk Dallas. Uh they they're they're a solid team, right? I mean, no surprise that. People are expecting a very good game, especially when the Cowboys defense is the weakness. I'm expecting a huge game from Dalvin Cook. I'm expecting Justin Jefferson also to be able to run. Cowboys D has allowed 200 plus rushing each of their last two games. Guys, is this going to be a game where Dalvin Cook especially really shows himself?
1: Yeah. Interesting matchup for the Vikings offense that the Cowboys defense. It's interesting that the past defense they have was really good earlier this year but they've suffered a rash of injuries in their secondary. They have two different corners that are down right now. They still have the good number one corner in in the kid from Alabama, Trayvon Diggs, who, who of course, is the brother of the the former Viking receiver. He's going to be trailing uh, Jefferson the entire game. I I think they're going to just have him shadow uh, Jefferson. That's what they had him doing against A.J. Brown earlier this season. I think he he was doing that against uh, Lazard as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so you're going to see that. But the 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 rush defense, as you mentioned, of Dallas is not very good. So this is a very good matchup for Delvin Cook and the the ancillary uh, cornerbacks and the the secondary outside of Trayvon Diggs for Dallas is not very good. So you would you would expect this to be um, at least a big game for for Thielen, Hawkinson, guys like that in terms of their importance. And then the, the other thing to watch out for here is. Well, the Dallas pass defense, it has regressed in recent weeks because of these injuries, the Dallas pass rush is very, very good, mostly because of Micah Parsons, yes. who is an absolute beast. and the Defensive player
0: gonna, of the year, yeah, right?
1: The Vikings are going to have to figure out a way to keep him out of the backfield, and this is where it's going to come down to Christian Derrissaw's status. We'll see if Derrissaw ends up playing, but if he doesn't, um, it's going to be, become even more important to figure out how to address Micah Parsons.
2: Yeah, a light participant at practice today, of course. We're recording this edition on a Thursday, so I think that's good news, trending in the right direction. The Dalvin Cook thing is interesting because does he even need to run for 200 yards for the Vikings to have a good game and win? Probably not if he can just run enough like the Cowboys seem willing to let teams do the last few weeks. If he can run enough to set up that pass game to Justin Jefferson – Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, the state of Hawk, TJ Hawkinson. I-, I think that would just be an awesome way to get to I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Nine and one. Nine and one.
0: Let's rein it in. Hail. Hail. No, hail. So
2: here's here's the thing. I you could view this game as a potential letdown after the game against Buffalo. I'm not even sure Dallas even qualifies as a letdown. So if the Vikings were to lose, it's not catastrophic. But the longer the week's gone on with a lot of points that Thor made about Dallas's defense regressing, not being super healthy, getting gashed in the run game, that all sets up well for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. You can't not look at this and think it's another great opportunity to win a football game that at the end of the year, when you start looking at how did you shake out against the NFC? What are the standings going to be? What are the playoff standings look like? This is a big game, and it could be a huge game when you get to week 18 and you're trying to parse who goes where, who's playing where, who gets a bye, who doesn't. It's a huge game, and I'm excited for it.
0: And I mean, not to jump too far ahead, and this is kind of off the beaten path, but Philadelphia comes off a loss and they sign Joseph and Domica Sue. So obviously they're trying to fix their thing. I mean, that's something that, again, that's going to be the battle is between Minnesota and Philly, especially for that number one. Uh, Sticking with Dallas, though, I am super glad, Thor, that you did mention, yes, their defense is good, just not on the rushing. And that's why I think it's going to be a huge game. For Dalvin Cook, 80.8 rushing yards per game, ranked seventh in the league, 2.5 yards per carry, ranks eighth. Um, You know, I think what you saw, especially last week against Buffalo, that I'm excited to see Dalvin do, it's not necessarily that he's just finding the creases. He's breaking tackles, and he is just a monster out there. I mean, for me, and uh, this is going to be said in our Before We Die, like three touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. I Mm. like it. I, yeah, I like that. And I love the segue that you did of getting gouged in the rushing game and then going right to the Eagles and yes. their desperation move of having to sign in Dominican Sue <laughs> after they just got abused on the ground. You, you, you love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Delvin Cook, is he's so important in this game because I think the way, especially, and, and you hate to even put it into the universe, but if Derisaw is not playing in this game, the best way I think for the Vikings to keep the Cowboys' pass rush at bay it's with them gouging the Cowboys run defense with Delvin oh, yeah. Cook, right? I mean, like th- that's the way you do not want the, the Cowboys edge rushers just pinning their ears back and that blitz to start just, you know, like for them to know what's coming. But but at the point when when Delvin Cook just starts getting his yards and now all of a sudden Dallas has to sort of sit back a little bit, that's how you start to neutralize that thing a little bit better. And you help out guys like, for instance, Brandel, if, if he's in and starting. Well, Corey,
2: you're you're also playing a team with a quarterback or type of quarterback that the Vikings have historically struggled with, not even just this year with Ed Donatel, but just in general with this group of players, quarterbacks that can move around and get outside of the pocket. So why not keep that dangerous quarterback on the sidelines a bit longer by controlling the clock? But also, if you run the ball well, it's going to set up the pass like we've already talked about.
0: Yeah, I would agree. You know, we mentioned Christian Darrisaw still in that concussion protocol. I mean, I don't think there are enough amazing things that can be said about Christian Darrisaw. It doesn't help that the Vikings in general are having a phenomenal season, right? Justin Jefferson doing his thing. Are we overlooking how absolutely phenomenal Darrisaw has been in his own right too? I mean, just tremendous in every facet.
1: In some ways, because he's been one of the most valuable players in all the NFL. He He's and to this point, he's the highest graded PFF offensive tackle. So he's been the most valuable offensive lineman in the entire NFL Vikings fans having watched week in and week out, you know, how valuable Christian Darrisaw is, and he has led this enormous renaissance of the Vikings offensive line. Um, he, you know, I, I saw this take on Twitter and, and it's so true of, we should start talking about Christian Darrisaw in the same way that we talk about Justin Jefferson. I I agree. The, mm-hmm. Christian Derisaw is is to offensive tackles, what Jefferson is to wide receivers at an analogous age. Um just been been absolutely fabulous. And I mean it, it also sort of underscores that if Derisaw is out, it's 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 an enormous loss. Offensive line
2: is not same with defensive line, not sexy at all. Very few fan bases get excited when a team drafts a defensive nose tackle a left tackle, or a right guard in the first round of the draft. But almost every bad or intermediate team struggles with line play. The teams that tend to be the best in high school, college football, and the NFL, they win the line of scrimmage. And it's good to see that the Vikings have really gotten to that point. And yes, I will correct myself. Uh, earlier this week, maybe last week, I kind of made it seem like that was Quasey and O'Connell. They should get credit for it. But four-fifths of those guys starting were drafted by Rick Spielman. So uh, he's got to get at least a little bit of credit for getting those guys in the door. But offensive line, it, it's huge. It's never going to excite people, but it's incredibly important.
1: Mike May, I got to get a lot of credit for taking Alex Leatherwood over Darisad too.
0: We'll take
2: <laughs> we'll take any breaks when we can get him, won't we, Thor? We'll take them
0: Always, every time. All right, now time for one of my favorite games, Would You Rather. Would you guys rather play against Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott?
1: Cooper Rush for sure.
2: Yeah, I love this hypothetical because it <laughs> seems it seems so easy. Right. Right? You'd rather play the backup than you would the starting quarterback. I don't know. In this case, I would actually say I'd rather play Dak Prescott. Literally my entire life the Vikings have made backup quarterbacks and even back in the day when teams carried three quarterbacks, They've made these quarterbacks look like Hall of Famers. I'm tired of seeing it. I almost never want to see a backup quarterback make a spot start again. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd probably rather see Cooper Rush. We know that that's not going to happen. But think about being a Dallas Cowboys fan right now. If the Cowboys lose a couple games here over the next few weeks, undoubtedly, Dak Prescott's the better quarterback, at least as far as athletic gifts, right?
0: Yeah. But the fan.
2: But the fans will start calling for Cooper Rush again. It's you a crazy mean...
1: world. It's a crazy world that we live in. The Vikings be mean... both starting and backup quarterbacks. Ask the commanders and ask the Bills. <laughs> so.
0: I mean, Skip Bayless, we all love him, right? That human hemorrhoid. Uh, he wants,
1: <laughs> he wow, wants Cooper like Rush.
0: That. You like that? He wants <laughs> to bench Dak and play Cooper Rush, which is just sometimes I think he's just saying these things out loud just to be obnoxious. Same thing
2: I same thing I said last week and I truly do believe this. If you want to measure yourself against the best, then you want to play the best. So I'd I'd rather see Dak Prescott and you know, you can even hypothetically look out to the the playoffs. You know, if the Vikings are the two seed, who will they play? Are they going to get a really hot seven seed or could it be a nine and eight commies team? I don't care. You don't pick your opponent. You play who you play. And if you're good enough, you beat them. You want to be the
1: best. You got to beat the best. Woo! That's right.
2: Exactly. Don't sing it. Bring it.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's like the 1980 US Olympic team. They played Russia a couple days before the Olympics. They got that's trounced. Right. Didn't matter. In the grand mm-hmm. scheme. Didn't matter.
2: I'm not es- looking.
0: I'm
2: not looking for the best guys, Jesse. I'm looking for the right ones.
0: That's my guy. Uh, you know, guys, we talked a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles finally becoming human. They suffered their first loss. We talked about some of the moves that they made with that loss on Monday night to Philadelphia. How feasible is it now that your Minnesota Vikings can uh, take that number one spot?
1: It's become a lot more so. I mean, but before before they lost to Washington, it was a two-game. Uh, the Vikings were behind by two games when you count that tiebreaker. Now, now it's anyone's ball game. I mean, there's the Vikings still. They seed the tiebreaker, of course, because they lost to them. But I mean, now it now it's a one game, right? With, with, with the tie or whatever, it, it has become very uh, realistic.
2: Tough to play this game when you look at schedules. The Eagles' schedule seems to be a lot easier than the Vikings' the back half of the season. However, there's a reason why you play the games. The Vikings took on the Commies and beat the Commies. The Commies then went on the road and beat Philly. So what? What do you really know? It's a week-by-week sport. Time will tell, but that loss is huge and puts the Vikings right back in the mix. The other thing, too, if you just want to break it out in total, it seems as long as the Vikings beat the Giants in a few weeks here at U.S. Bank Stadium. When the Vikings beat the Giants. When the Vikings beat the Giants. (laughs) It's really kind of getting to the point where it's hard to see the Vikings in anything but the one or the two seed. But you got to continue to take care of business and win as many home games as you possibly can, including Dallas this upcoming weekend.
0: Speaking of taking care of business, I am 23 and 18 overall in Thor's Hammers. That's the number one. Thor is 18 and 23. Just flip reverse that. Ross, 15 and 26. We got more Thor's Hammers. But before we do. Ross, can you tell us a little bit about Lake Ridge Lickers, please?
2: I can do that. I was also at the ready for your obligatory fantasy football mention. I told Richard. you they're
0: dead. They're dead in the water. I can't do anything. I made I moved everybody. I got rid of every clean house. It's just gonna get worse. I'm actually just, yeah, they're dead. Fantasy
1: football. Obligatory fantasy football mention.
0: That'll work. Thank
1: you for that.
2: Also, thank you to our sponsor, Lake Ridge Lakers. Huge local craft beer selection, including "Listen Up, Take Note" before we die from surly. It's that is a phenomenal beer. Did you guys try it at first round? If You had? It, I what? had.
0: I picked up a, a four pack at Lake Ridge Liquors because it's right by our house. So yes, it's in yeah. our neck
2: of the woods, Jesse. It's of the woods. It's an incredible beer available to you at Lake Ridge Liquors, and so much more. Over a thousand wines in stock. Check this out. 40 foot long wall of whiskey. That might as well say, Ross, you belong right here. 40 feet of whiskey? That's
1: awesome.
0: Is there A pickle great... juice? What was that? You need the pickle juice. Oh, whiskey, you do. Yeah, no, you know,
1: no, I... no, no, no. None yeah. of that pickle juice, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, get you take your take
2: your food takes out of this lake ridge. <laughs> spot, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell the masses about the great prices, great no, service. <laughs> locally owned and operated by Minnesota sports fans like ourselves. They have a convenient location, just 30 seconds off of 694 and Rice Street. Super easy to get to, even a rewards program, because who doesn't love free booze and liquor? Mention Score North send you, sent you, sign up for the rewards program. They'll spot you $5 in rewards at your next visit. It's Lake Ridge Liquors in Vadness Heights. Stop by, pick up some Surly before we die, and check out that wall of whiskey. It's a great place. It really is. Jesse and I know we're well aware. Now we're letting the masses know.
1: Man, if my local uh, liquor store had a rewards program, I would own my local liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: you can own Lake Ridge Liquors in Badness Heights. Come on by, 694 on Rice Street. Should we do uh, Thor's Hammers? let's do it are you ready thor can't own those
0: but he'll try
2: (laughs) thor's hammers i hate how you (laughs) snuck that in right before (laughs) the thing Um, let me do my job here and get rid of that we'll also go ahead and we'll do this take it away
1: thor Okay, we start where we always do with the Kirk Cousins over under passing yards, which for Sunday have been installed at 257 and a half, which is generally right around where it where it usually is. Jesse, we will begin with you, cousins 257 and a half. Over. Over or under. Over. over? Yep. Okay. Ross? Uh. I'll go under. Under. Okay. This is a tough one because the we we talked about how depreciated the Dallas secondary is, but Cousins has struggled under pressure. Dallas's pass rush is really good. We don't know the status of Darius. So it's this, also it's also not a noon game. It's also not a noon game. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go over though. I'm gonna believe in in Kirk O'Chain. Okay. Uh, Moving on to the next one, also passing, very much passing related. Justin Jefferson, 94 and a half receiving yards on Sunday. Jesse, over or under?
0: Well, if I'm going over with Kirko, we got to go over with uh, JJ too. Give me over.
1: Okay. Ross?
2: Same logic applies, but I got to go the other way. I'll go under. Okay. I'm going to go. which seems insane, by the way. I Mm -hmm. mean, after that game, he just had, well, yeah, yeah. you hear a number like that and I can almost
1: already envision that I'm going to be wrong, but I'll stick to my, uh, I'll stick to what I said. (laughs) That game last Sunday, he went into another dimension was ridiculous. I still can't wrap my head around that game. He had last Sunday. Um, The next one, we, we like to do an opponent one when we get the prop. So this is the one we're going to do for the Cowboys CD lamb, his, uh, receiving prop has been set at 75 and a half yards Jesse over or under
0: 75 and a half under
1: okay Ross how do we think they're going to guard him Thor I think it's going to be at least half a Chandon Sullivan unfortunately because they they like the Cowboys like to play CD in the slot like half the time or you know 55 percent of the time and then they'll put him out wide but then you can't shadow him with one guy he's sort of a thing I'll go over yeah, that's the Chandon Sullivan thing. That's all I needed to go over. Ch- Chandon, he's been, and I hope Chandon's not listening, or I'm going to get some, some guff on Twitter, but <laughs> he's he's been very good and very tough in, in run support, and we've appreciated him in that area, but he's struggled a bit in coverage this year. So I hope Chris Boyd's
2: listening. Has anybody gotten this podcast to Chris Boyd yet?
1: Well, hey, if if Caleb Evans is not playing on Sunday as well, and Dancer's already on IR, we're going to see some of Chris Boyd as well on Sunday, I think. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, and and we'll see with Booth. Like Booth has struggled when they put him out there, so I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. Um, going to the total of the game, the the Vikings Cowboys total has been set at forty seven and a half points. Jesse, over or under?
0: um i'm trying to do math but i can't do math very well under i'm gonna go under
2: okay ross 47 and a half with this vikings offense they might get there themselves let's take the over oh i, I should have taken the over. You
0: know, that doesn't get goes against goes against i can't do math
1: do you, do you want to switch it Jessie? no
0: nope it's i committed
1: you're, you're gonna say my okay. own
0: dumb fault okay
1: I'm I am I'm I'm agreeing with Ross, and I'm going to go over. Okay, our last one of Thor's hammer of the day. Of course, every time we do it, we do the the Vikings spread, as as we talked about. The Vikings are installed as the home underdogs uh, right now. It is one and a half in the market. So Vikings plus one and a half at home against the Cowboys on Sunday. Jesse, who you got?
0: Um, what's the? This is going to be a dumb question, but because I don't understand, right? So if I think the Vikings are going to win, so that goes against.
1: If you think they're going to win, you take the Vikings. You take it the won't Vikings. Matter. Yeah. yeah, they can even they if they lose by a point, the Vikings still the Viking.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay,
1: so you're taking the Vikings.
0: Taking the Vikings.
1: Okay, Ross.
2: Old Ross would take Dallas here with a bullet because he he does think that this could be not a true letdown, but this is a this is a classic game that the old Minnesota Vikings would lose coming off of such a monumental win. Not the 2022 Minnesota Vikings. They win. And obviously cover.
1: Totally agreed. <laughs> it's a new day in Minnesota, and I'm I'm taking the Vikings as well. They've overcome every circumstance. And if, if they got a couple injuries this time around, I think they'll overcome them as well.
2: I like Let's it. fire up some comments from YouTube.
1: Comments from YouTube.
2: Are you two ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. Joshua Bunker says. Sorry, Brendel Ross. There are some of us who did see this in Kirk and saw that it was being oppressed under Zimmer. I think he's talking about the overall play and the leadership qualities of Kirk Cousins because I did mention in the last podcast, it's nice to see a different side of Kirk. My question to you two, is that fair to say? Statistically, Kirk is worse this year than last year. Is it fair to say that he's just better overall? And my my comment to, to Joshua is you can despise your head coach, but you can still be a leader and you can still show leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he really showed much of those until this year.
0: I think, yeah, the biggest thing that was oppressed under Zimmer was just that confidence, that swag, that kind of fun that he's having a little bit playing the game of football. I mean, as you mentioned, Ross, statistic- statistically, statistically, it's not any better I mean that's it's in fact worse but I think that's the only thing being oppressed and naturally again that is important as we've stressed as I've stressed I mean having fun and having like you had said Ross that leadership is important so was that oppressed under Zimmer yes without question as we've talked at length about the culture being oppressed under Zimmer but yeah I mean I think Kirko Chains is this whole second personality that you're now getting which is it's fun to see. And I mean, it's helping the team win, but yeah, Kirk isn't doing this all by himself either. Yeah.
2: And I agree with all of that, Jesse. And I think Joshua and I largely agree. It's just, we're probably coming from two different sides of the table. I, I would say, is this Kirk's best year? Yes. Because I don't, I don't care about his overall record really as a starting quarterback, how many touchdowns he throws to interceptions or yards. I don't care about that stuff. Just what the title of the show says, Win a Super Bowl before we die, preferably sooner rather than later. So I would say yes, this is a great year for Kirk. It is perhaps his best year, and it has nothing to do with touchdown
1: passes or interceptions. Yeah,
2: it's because the team is winning. Thor,
1: I, I agree with yeah. I I agree with you guys. I I mean I don't well, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's been like better on the field. You know, as as far as like some of some of that stuff. But I I do think he's been more free to take chances and take shots, particularly in the pressure spots of the game. And I think that that's manifested in more success in those spots. And I don't, you know, I've said this before, but I don't think he is afraid of being reprimanded for taking those shots. And I think that's what we've also seen the manifestation of of that, the positive manifestation of that as well.
2: Final question from YouTube. And I encourage anybody watching on YouTube to please leave comments or questions and we'll get to, as many as we possibly can 0175 gree if you're not going to replace ed ingram they shouldn't replace greg joseph i think ingram had 3 tackles against the vikings <laughs> yeah. who worries you more ed ingram or greg joseph
0: greg joseph he's a kicker Kickers worry me all the time. No, I mean, especially Greg Joseph at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's, I mean, he's struggling at home too, which is not great. Um, I think Ed Ingram still has the upside. It's disappointing because I think we were all so high on him coming out of camp and and things started off well. I think that's more of a, a late disappointment right now. But without question, the kicker is always going to scare me. I mean, you guys, remember, I was a field goal for halloween because it was the most terrifying (laughs) thing as a vikings fan so yeah
1: Yeah. greg joseph definitely concerns you more he's a 28 year old who's already been given up on by five different nfl franchises before he got to the vikings there is no more upside with greg joseph if he struggles you got to get rid of him because this is what he is there's no greener pastures on the other side with greg joseph with ed ingram you're a part of it is living with the struggles that you're seeing. Cause there's a hope that he's going to get better. Right. And like, he's been good in it, uh, the run blocking as a rookie. And it's like, you know, you have that positivity. And then the pass blocking thing, you hope he just gets better at, and you live with it because you get the run blocking until then. But yeah, I mean, you're definitely more concerned about Joseph for sure.
0: I mean, and Eddie Grimm, I think is he's more, easily replaceable than greg joseph would be if you were to make some sort of egregious move right now you know what i mean like i think you'd have a better shot of finding somebody that could do slightly better than ed ingram now than you're going to find as kickers as we've talked about that's you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there but there's no
1: free agent that you could plug in at guard Whereas I, i mean you could you could conceivably plug someone in a kicker that could do better than greg joseph you could
0: Oh, so you're going opposite of me. So you're not agreeing with me. We were just agreeing, and now we're not agreeing. Yeah.
1: Not, I'm, well, not, not on the last take. Before okay. then, I was agreeing with
2: you, but not okay. the last part. Yeah. So, I was. You next. know. You know my thought. It's Greg Joseph. I trust that Ed Ingram. It's just part of the process. Yeah. And you won't know for probably, maybe at this point next season what type of player he is or how good he's going to be. You have a pretty good idea, but there are kinks and warts with every rookie, for the most part, that need to be worked out. I worry more about Greg Joseph just because of what Thor said. It's he's been given up on by other teams. He's missed kicks for the Vikings. People want to talk about what he did last year. It was great. Great season. They forget about the kick that he missed that cost him a game. So to me, it's Greg Joseph. I think what I need to do for Greg Joseph is I need to go to Lake Ridge liquors and get him something from (laughs) that 40 foot wall of whiskey. And perhaps that might just calm him down a little bit before the game. Maybe that's, Maybe that's what I need to do.
1: Marshawn Lynch used to take a shot before every game. I mean, maybe we give one to Greg.
0: There you go.
2: Will that make the kicks? I think that that could make the kicks better because it will relax him. I can also see how that would have the opposite effect, and the kicks
1: are even worse. Well, (laughs) you don't want to go beyond like one or two, then that's where it starts to get shaky. Uh
0: huh. Well, guys, shall we wrap up this episode? Another great episode if i say so myself of purple dailies before we die and score north let's end with our before we die since i already alluded to it i will kick it off if you guys don't mind because you know you
2: you can start but we gotta fire this first
0: time now for the before we die
2: crew to give us their before we dies
0: one day i'm gonna work these kinks out i swear to god one day you're
2: fine you're probably the last
0: day last episode of the season is when it's going the super bowl episode um anyway i I got delvin cook three touchdowns before we die before i die delvin cook will score three touchdowns against the dallas cowboys that's my before we die this week thor
1: before this is not a prediction one again it's one of those um it's a hope one again. Uh, before we die, I'm hoping and praying that Christian Derrissaw plays on Sunday. I'm going to be praying to the football injury gods. I have been since, since last week, and I'll be praying for the next couple of days as well. We need Christian Derrissaw out there. So whatever whatever football injury god that you got out there, keep praying to him that, that we get Derrissaw.
2: I'll r- go off the board here, and I'm not saying it will be this Saturday, I'm just saying if PJ – no, let me rephrase. At some point, PJ Fleck will beat the University of Iowa. Yeah. I hope it's this Saturday. Know. I'm not convinced it will be this Saturday. But before I die, the Gophers will beat Iowa
1: with PJ Fleck as their head football coach. Who at hates
0: least, Iowa? We hate Iowa.
1: At, at least they'll be Iowa. there in person to console Peach after the game, <laughs> after after the loss. I, it looks like they're going to have to play that. Raz, you're going to have to teach me how to pronounce that backup's name, but it, it's looking right right now. like the coach oh, he's, to play.
2: he's no longer your backup. He is your starter for the mm-hmm. remainder of the oh. season into next year. Say it with me. Ethan.
1: Okay. Ethan.
2: Kaliak. Kaliak. Manis. K-
1: Manis.
0: Ethan Kaliak Manis.
1: Jesse's Aithen, got it. Ethan Kaliak Manis. I can't pronounce no names
0: work? every, okay. I mean, yeah, if you break it down for me, I could do it that way, I, but
1: you know,
2: it's it's close. But if you do the math, uh, Huntington Bank Stadium is located in Hennepin County. <laughs> I keep spitting on this microphone. I apologize for you watching on YouTube. Let's not, let's and not if,
1: and if anyone out there listening sees me at the stadium, come up and say hello. Yes, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be in the Iowa gear, although maybe I, I probably won't be decked completely out because I'm going to be up at the box. I can't be. I'm not even
2: moment. telling you where I sit because I want to avoid you, <laughs> especially if I was winning.
1: Oh, no, then I'm going to find you after the game, Ross. For, uh, you uh, guys a wear the, the same sweatshirt.
0: You meet up on Saturdays. It must be fun to be a part of um, a group <laughs> like that. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to go to a hockey game now. So uh, this is, again, Purple Dailies before we die. We've got episodes every Monday and Thursday talking about your Minnesota Vikings, our Minnesota Vikings. Ready? School. School. (laughs) School. We're all off. (laughs) It's a little off. It's all right. We'll work on that. We'll continue to work on that. Don't Don't forget to check out all the other Purple Daily content. Inhale it. Ingest it. We're here for you guys. Exciting stuff happening. Inject it right into your veins. Exciting stuff happening for the Minnesota Vikings this year. It's a special, special season. I'm on board. Let's go. Like I said, Minnesota Wild, dead to me, focused on here, dead to me until tonight. Uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Comments, share, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. We love to engage with you guys because you're the reason that we are here each and every week. You and um, the non-existent money that I have in my head. Don't forget to check out Lake Ridge Liquors to uh, to stock up for Thanksgiving, family, and uh, Vikings football. Go, Vikes. Let's go Vikings!
1: School Vikings!